Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! John He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Fairway Finders. This is episode number nine. I do apologize uh, for not putting up an episode last week, just with conflicts and everything going on. It just didn't work. However, we still managed to put up our picks on our on our socials, so I hope you did uh, end up catching them. Um, so once again, joined by Donica and Steve. How are we, lads? Oh yeah, right, yeah. Apologies for last week. So I can tell you pretty plainly what was wrong with me. I had the worst stomach bug of all time. And if you if you're from a weak constitution, I think I should just stop talking now because it was vile. Might be for the best. Yeah, that's quite explicit. Explicit writing on the podcast. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, this, this shit was graphic. Put it that way. Yeah. Good to be back, though, boys. Yeah, great to be back now. Yeah, great to be back. Um, you know, we had we have a bit to catch up on because you know we need to talk with the Olympics. Um, Xander the goat winning, and uh, then we had St Jude's last weekend, which was kind of a classic bottle job by Harry English. Went to a playoff, um, and now this week we have two. We have the Wyndham in in America, and we have the Gazoo. Uh, tour in Europe. So, Kazoo are sponsoring everything in Europe all of a sudden. They are. Yeah, they're, they're I was going to say, did we not do a, a Kazoo one like a few weeks ago? Yeah, they're, they're, Welch. They're, the Welsh Open, yeah. The one with, with uh, Bale. That was Bale, yeah. by uh, Kazoo as well. Yeah. I read up on it that they part of their sponsorship deal with Wales was they wanted a second tournament. So, your this is the first time this one's been played. But anyway, we'll get into that more when, yeah. we're, when we're chatting. So, I know that's, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, actually, look quickly, I suppose we'll talk about. Um, maybe St. Jude's last week. We'll talk about that briefly. Um, we can even do our picks for this week. And then I think we should finish off the pod with talking about the uh, Olympics and our good our, our good buddies and our winning the uh, gold. Yeah. Donny, can we get your thoughts, first of all, on maybe quickly on that? Xander, were you proud to see him win? Oh, delighted for him. Delighted yeah. for him. I, I thought the narrative um, that existed with his dad and his dad was... was had ideals about going to the Olympics in, was it maybe in Seoul or Barcelona? Anyway, he was involved in a car crash and a kind of, so I love that. That was a very cool story. Um, we will get into it because honestly, anyone who likes golf, who thought that uh, golf doesn't belong in the Olympics, they're eating humble pie now. Um, I know the the female, uh, the girls um, was curtailed because of a storm and that was a bit of a, a, a damp squib in the end, a little bit. But just the the Sunday um of the Olympics, I watched it from pillar to post, and it was just brilliant. It was so unique, um, so much fun. All the chat from from lots of pros who kind of weren't terribly sure of it. Rory, you know, the most prominent of that, and then totally changed their mind. It was great, loved it, and yeah, deserving winner. He he played great, even he though he. He did. He tried so hard to not win a gold medal. He, nah, he just wanted to keep an interest, and that was all. That's he it. Didn't want to... That's it. He fucking. He was out of sight, and then he, the then the nerves kicked in, and he nearly threw it away, very nearly. But he did awesome. well. He birdied seventeen, 
and then and then 18 wasn't the easiest finishing hole and he managed to get a part of that 18 and that was all yeah yeah sure look we may as well get into it now sure but like i actually thought the the olympic golf was actually very good uh one thing that i found hilarious and i was saying this to on in our like whatsapp uh, chat was uh how much you could hear the players like they were very mic'd up i don't know if it was like because of the no crowd thing or that they had like extra mics on or something but like at one stage and as well they didn't like bleep anything not on the cbc gem app in it that i was watching and i remember it was like i don't know like the fourth or fifth hole of the first round rory was hitting in and it was the third time in the last four holes that he had hit the ball like about maybe three, four feet from from the from the from the hole, and it would spin a good ten feet backwards. And Roy just turned to his caddy, and he was just like, "I keep hitting in good good iron shots. I keep fucking spinning back. What the fuck are we gonna do?" And I was like, "Sorry, More what? Me. Like, did I just hear that correctly? Like, like." And it was hilarious. Like every time they were talking to their caddies or like whatever, you could hear it so clearly. Like it was quality. Yeah, the, say that was the lack of fans, to be honest, was probably the big. You reckon that was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say so. There was the zero atmosphere there, and the, the com the only parts I caught of it, I thought the commentators were terrible. You had um, God, Paul Azinger was one of their main fellas, and he's just not someone you want to listen to. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually give the the comment. There were three commentators. I actually don't think Azinger was one because I recognize. Oh no, there was there was a female one anyway. She was very good. She was like she the. Excellent. She was the best one out of the three, which is uh work out from the accents. There were there were two there was a female Australian, uh, a male Australian, mm -hmm. and a male South African. Yeah. The male South African only communicated in cliches. He didn't know what else <laughs> what else to do, like bird and hand were doing the brush and all this fucking nonsense. And then the other lad literally had probably not watched golf in about six years. She was the only one who kept it together. And and at times she'd be just like, you know, doing a, an eight, nine hour. Like, uh, well, no, not as much because it was a limited field. Let's say a six-hour live feed. And she just eventually just started ignoring the other two lads and was just like Cameron Smith here and, and, and pulled up lots of relevant information about Cam winning New Orleans or having a great short game or blah, blah, blah. She was brilliant. The other two, like, were a fucking disaster and, yeah. like, quite embarrassing, to be honest. Just terrible to watch. It just shows you how good Sky Sports and the likes are at, at doing a golf coverage when you compare you're, it to up against, you're up against it if you're to remain pc and non-opinionated for a nine-hour broadcast you're just going to end up doing the paul mcginley and you're just going to repeat yourself 20 times a day and that's not a criticism mcginley always repeats himself but you kind yeah. of have to, I, I love paul mcginley but yeah i if, get you if we, yeah. if we got a few cans or, or not even or if we commentated on the golf like like you know the way rogan and his mates they they do the fight companion but yep. they're not they're not actually always talking about the golf sometimes they talk tell a story about an anthony kim or you know golf equivalent you need someone like that doing it you need someone who's got some anecdotes or or actually make some hot takes on a broadcast as opposed to just this wonderful shot beautifully just beautifully mm. if i like hear that, that sam torrance fella if you remember sam torrance the most boring voice in the world he'd yeah, jump on a bit of the open coverage back in the day and he just put you to sleep completely. Yes, we just miss Peter Alice so much. I know. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, tangent. But yeah. yeah, so in terms of the winners, like I obviously, like we all in, were, were pulling hard for the two Irish boys and Rory's interview straight after it, 
he was interviewed by RTE and they were like, oh, Rory, you came so close. And you could tell Rory was trying to win a medal for, for us. Like, because Lowry was very upfront about that. And when I say us, I don't mean for Ireland. I mean for fans, you know, like Lowry, Lowry was quite um, explicit when he said that he wanted to win a medal because he wanted, he had visions of the buzz back home. Like the buzz that we've seen now with, with, with Kelly Harrington winning their gold. That's been amazing. The whole country's lifted by that. Um, so seeing Rory get so close to a medal, um, like the bronze would have been celebrated like wildly oh, yeah. back, Facts, certainly yeah. in golfing circles. Um, and probably the, the least likely guy of that seven came away with the bronze medal, which is cool as well. Yeah, CT Pan, wasn't it? CT Pan, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. He's, I think he's won, he's won at Hilton Head, has he? Has he won? He's won some, yeah, he's won something, but again. You're not gonna, you're not gonna back him in that field. Well, I know people did, but I couldn't have backed him in that field to win a medal. But fair play, though. And then Sabatini getting silver for the South African Slo- Slovakian, one of a kind. Yeah. So that was that was insane as well. There were so many mad plot lines for that Olympics. Um, yeah. Was it a Sunday sixty-one? Was it 61? something? Something I lowest. I think we tied the Olympic lowest ever round. Um, but I missed all of it, man. It was it was well, up at like he burst it. He burst it by two shots. Um, did he? Yeah. yeah. It was, it was Paris seventy-one, and he shot a sixty-one. And I don't know if you saw his put on eighteen. He knew his put on eighteen would get him a medal, so he had about fifteen footer for birdie on eighteen, which right. was actually quite difficult. And he Kevin mad it, but instead of walking it in, he was fist pumping when the ball has about three feet left. It was a. It was actually. It was a baller move because his wife was jumping up and down and the ball still had, still had like a dozen revolutions left. But he knew it was not ah. missing. And yeah. uh, listen, he's... he's yeah. He, Sabatini's got a reputation, I think, as not being the most likable fella. No, uh, I, I've then, heard that for sure. And then the, the the context of him like ditching South Africa, like going over to Slovakia so he could play the Olympic, you know, like questionable. But still, look, fair play to him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And then speaking of crazy finishes, moving on to the, the St. Jude from last week, I don't know, did any of you catch anything from yesterday, Donny? I think you said you saw a bit. Mate, stop fucking asking me this. Yeah. <laughs> this is the third time we tried to record this segment, lads, because of tech issues. Uh, yeah, so I, I had DJ and Scheffler in the mix early. Scheffler bogeyed the opening two holes and, and, and just sort of fell away, didn't do anything on Sunday. So I, I left before the back nine kicked in and I hear it was just uh, that the two boys were put on the clock. So Bryson and Harris English were put on the clock yep. and then they were chasing their tails and things went seriously off the rails for both of them. Yeah, it was mad. Like it was one of the, I would say one of the craziest Sundays that I can remember in, in a while. Um, so you had... English and you had uh, Bryson in the last group on Sunday and the narrative all day was also oh, two horse race. It's, it's a one, one group kind of event. And it looked like that way, like uh, English got the 20 under, I think just past the turn and, and Bryson was right behind him. And they came to the par three 11th and then English dunked it into the water. I think it was twice he dunked it into the water, walked off with a, either a triple or a double bogey. And uh, my, my bet of the week was Matsuyama and he was slowly putting together the round of the day, creeping up, creeping up, eventually got the 16 under. So I was like, ah, place, place is locked up, but um, I just can't see him winning. And then I don't know what, it must've been whether the clock got the Bryson and, and English, whether the, the bit of pressure they were under affected him, but they just couldn't, Harris in particular, just couldn't do anything. And Bryson was spraying the ball, which I know he can do anyway, but it was, it was absolutely amazing. And then you had Cam Smith, 
he was in contention. If he birdied the last, he would have won. And uh, he hit a second shot out of bounds and he hit a tree and it went out. It was just unbelievable, the whole thing. So we ended up having a three-man playoff with, uh, who was it? It was Sam Burns, Abraham Anser and, and Hideki Matsuyama going down the, the 18th, which is a re- really, really good hole, really tight driving hole. So you want to be, um, no one was hitting driver there. You have to hit like a three wood and de- uh, shape it right to left. And uh, first playoff hole, it comes down to the two boys, Burns and Anser had both made pars in safely and Hideki had a 15-footer uh, to win it outright on a birdie and hit a perfect putt and was tracking towards a hole, breaking towards a hole and then just had too much pace on it and ended up looping out. Uh, and then we went back to the second one and uh, Hideki got in a bit of trouble off the tee. Burns and Anser stuck it to, I think they both had in and around six feet to win it and Anser went up first, knocked his in. And obviously the, the hole gets a lot smaller for a man like Sam Burns, who isn't a prolific winner. He slides the putt by and uh, Anser walks off with a victory, which I think I think he's one of the more popular winners that we've seen. I think everyone knows he's had the the talent to do it and he's had a lot of, I think he's had four second places, if I'm not wrong there. Yeah, and he's had, yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's had a lot. Yeah, yeah, really, really good player. And I think a lot of people had him this week as well. And he's in and around the 40 to 50 to 1 rain so a lot of a lot of happy punters out there but oh yeah but like they, i think i think all three of us have backed him at some point in time. Oh, definitely, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like he, he, he placed for me at hilton head actually he was tied fourth there and he came he second he, for me didn't he or something as well like a few yeah yeah. Like yeah the rory i think wasn't it or yeah. what was it rory oh uh, no, no, no 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 it was after that it was after that. it was after that he's um, just such an easy back because it's statistically his Strokes gained off the tee, tee to green, potting are all really, really good. But for whatever reason, he just finds one person too good and glad for him. Glad he, it's, yep. it's about time he's done it. And he's the, the first Mexican to win a World Golf Championship. And a um, lot, lot of good things coming his way, which is, is yep. great to see. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. No, we like, we're a big fan of Abe. I, yep. I'm sorry that I missed now the stretch because I would have just... That's now the third or fourth time this season where I sort of gleefully hear about Bryson shooting 40 something on a back nine on a Sunday. Um yeah. I wonder if I wonder if that's uh if there's if there's a, some if there's some mental insight in that. It sounded as if the fact they were put on the clock it, from what I heard, the reason they were put on the clock was 90% Bryson. Um yeah. that he he was taking free drops off car paths and doing all sorts of shite and and, yeah. and Harris English actually could have been in within his rights to kind of throw him a bit of a backhander afterwards and chose not to. Like her English was just like we were told we had to we had to speed up and then I couldn't slow down and then I hit shots I wasn't comfortable over. And th- yeah, I get it because you're in a rhythm for three rounds and then you have to go out on a when you're under oh, pressure yeah. you have to speed he up. You, so yeah, so he tried like he did an interview with with um I think it was CBS after and he was trying to be as diplomatic as he can but basically hinting that. Just the pace of play affected him for sure. But again, if you're a pro golfer and you've won twice on on tour this season, maybe you should be could, a little bit better. Been worse, no, he could have been. He could have been playing with JB Holmes. We wouldn't there you go. JB yeah. and Bryson. What I a, think what even though he blew up, I think Harris English probably punched his ticket to Whistling Straits this week. I mean, yeah, um, but- Stricker has six picks, and. I would assume like Harris should be a three-time winner. All right, he bottled it, but I think his game is good enough that he'll he'll tee it up at the Ryder Cup. Really, yeah, I I'd have big hesitations about him. I think under pressure, he's, he's obviously shown that he. I know he's won twice, but 
Um, one of them was in like an eight-hole playoff and against some nobody, and then he he won this one then as well. Um, or he should have won this one. So yeah, I, I'd be concerned that he was in this dominant position and made two double bogeys or worse on the back nine. I mean, that's just that's not what you want to see. I'd much rather Sam Burns. That is what I mean? you want to see if you're a European fan. If you're a European fan, but if you're a he doesn't seem that much for character either, to be fair. Like he doesn't seem like uh seems a bit more introverted and, and that type of thing, which again can work, depends on the team and all, but uh yeah. I don't know, I wouldn't have him personally. Do we actually know when the when when the picks have to be in? I think it's very soon. I was the, gonna say I, I think it is soon, right? The Could qualifying the qualifying section finishes after the FedEx playoffs, I think it is, which is I think we have two more regular weeks and then okay. we have three weeks of playoffs. So I think it's after that in the next four or five weeks. Yeah, that's that's way too close to the Raider Cup. Is Surely it? they have to pick before then, no? I don't know. We'll check we'll check it out. We'll have, we'll do a we should do a Ryder Cup preview pod when we You're goddamn right we are. Um, when we know a little bit more about it, but it'd be good yeah, to know when the, exactly. the picks need to be in, wouldn't it? Oh, just okay, it's after the second. It's after the second FedEx. Uh, it's after the BMW. So okay. August twenty ninth, the US will name their picks. All right. So about three weeks ish. Yeah. Three four weeks. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Perfect. So yeah, no, great week. Great week. I didn't catch any of uh, of Europe. I didn't have any bets on it. I'd no no interest in waking up early to watch it. Um, I think a Scottish guy won it. Loads of Scots were up there. Callum Hill was up there. Um, Forrest won. And there was another Scott, David Law, was contending as well. So, if, I mean, if you're a Scottish golf fan, you would have yeah. had a great time watching yeah. all that. 100%. And we also had the, the Barracuda going on as well. And Eric Van Ryan got his first first win on the PGA Tour, which another another guy that's long overdue. I think there's a lot of people that would have backed, uh, religiously backed both Answer and Eric Van Ryan over the last two years and then probably missed both of them this week and are just sitting there not it's happy like on another, Monday morning. It's like another Hideki situation. I know. Yeah, you think, yeah. oh, if he was going to win it, he would have won it by now. So you gave, you yeah. gave up when he gets it done. He's always been a classy, classy player, but he's just never, just one of those frustrating, like a Grio, just a really frustrating pick that he, he seems, he has to be up there and then he just fades away and you're like, fuck this guy, I'm not backing him. Yeah. Hopefully he'll kick on now. Same with Seamus Power. He's back at the field this week uh, as well. So hopefully he'll kick on. Yeah. Takes the pressure off the tour card situation and everything. So, yeah, yeah not good for him. No, Seamus is safe now. Um, the final word I want to say on the St. Jude was, um, I didn't actually know that Harris English hit the water twice on 11. Did you see who hit the water on 11 about 400 times? I did. I Our did. boy, Siwoo Kim, had a 13 on the part three 11th on Sunday oh, and Jesus. shot a 78. He shot a, so he was two under for 17 holes. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, you, you gotta love, you gotta love a good, uh, massive number on the PGA Tour. You I do. saw a photo, yeah, so it was up on someone's one of the lads' Instagram of uh, Siwoo Kim and Kevin Na, like knowing the context that Kevin Na had a 17 at the, at the, was it the Valero Open a few years ago? So between them, they took thirty shots uh, for two holes, and they were like, "I think, I think Siwu had a three up, and uh, and Kevin now was holding up four fingers in terms of what should have been par." And yeah. between them, for those two holes, they were what twenty three over. Jesus, <laughs> sorry, good to see they have a sense of humor. Anyway, do you know what I mean? We've got a little. Uh, they're just in it for that. They're just in it for that PIP. They're just looking for that oh, goal. Yeah. 
Because look at all the likes we got. Ha ha ha. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. There's a lot of competitions for that now. It's going to be competitive. Jim Herman's my man. Jim, Jim Herman. Herman. Yeah, he's the, he's the underdog. Just, he just has these underrated tweets, which is like, you know, played well today. Can I have my check, please? Hashtag yeah. <laughs> I wonder will they put out a, a betting heat for who's going to be who's going to win the P the PIP for the year. Get a few outside bets going on. They should. Who would yeah. you back? I don't know. I need to. I need to look at my stats. You know, strokes gain per Instagram picture and stuff like that. So we'll uh, we'll crack on I'd, with that at some point. I'd, I'd back to Ben Ben Ann. I'd want to get something out of it because he uh, he was whinging about like got being he was drawn like to be the first star. Oh, I remember, yeah, yeah. Times, and it was such a legitimate gripe, and he was just like, "Enough of this! Fuck this! I'm going on to Twitter and I'm telling everybody that this is all the shit." And waking uh, up at half five in the morning every Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, 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 even before that, probably. Right, well, anyway, so, yeah. So we'll 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 go. We, we do quickly the Gazoo Classic in Europe, and then we can go on to the kind of main event with the uh, Wyndham, but over in the states. So yeah, um, the Gazoo Classic. It's on in London's Clubs Heritage Course. Um, it is a seven thousand three hundred and twenty-seven yard uh, par seventy-two. Jack Nicholas designed. Um, it has four reachable power fives, and when they say reachable power fives, people who aren't even that long should be able to uh, reach it. Um, and it has uh, two drivable power fours, so That's it's fun. looking like it's going to be like around the twenty under mark to kind of win this this uh, weekend, unless the weather really plays up. But it looks like it's going to be an absolute birdie fest. So, um, I personally have one. Shout for this. Um, do any of you are any of you backing anyone in Europe this week or? No, not I. I had a quick look at it, but there's just nothing, nothing about I'll it that excites me to, to get involved. Yeah, I'll so, give you one, but yeah. I'm not going to back him. But if I were going to back someone this week, I'd back. I like this guy Daniel Hillier. Uh, he's sixty to one. He's a Kiwi, uh, Kiwi golfer. He was tied twenty third last week, showing some good form. Um. Yeah, he, I've seen his swing. His swing is fantastic. Uh, and he seems to be an up and coming. He seems 60 to 1 is too big. So he'd be my pick. Um, nice. well, not based on a huge amount of research. Yeah. And so, to be perfectly fair, Richie, I looked, I had a bit of a look. And uh, I think even at 15 to 1, I think Burnt Weisberger's uh, is <laughs> is very good shout. I know Steve's going to be good. My favorite finders. But like, look, man, I think he's by far the best player in in that in that field. You know, he's he's ranked second to um, your man Mikko Kohonen um, in terms of um, strokes strokes gains approached even. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I know he's he, he's he's short, but look, at the end of the day, I don't think the field is good at all. And no, it's not. And he, he does hit the bottom mile. And he does hit the bottom mile. And also, if Weisberger goes out and wins this week, that'll keep Harrington up at night because I'm pretty sure Harrington is going to pick Polter Garcia and one of Rose or Bobby Mack for his Ryder Cup picks. And if Weisberger wins again, it almost puts Weisberger in the automatic spots, but it gives Harrington a big decision to make. Like if you've got if Weisberger, it will be his second win this year. Would you pick Bobby Mack over Weisberger based no. on you know? Shame Bobby Mack for me. But, 
<laughs> apart from Seamus if, Power. If, yeah. if Seamus Power is in the top five again this week, I mean, no, I he has to be in the conversation. It's not happening. No, he's not going to be in the conversation. A good Waterford man as well. Like you need one of those in the in the right. He's not in the conversation, Steve. Well, he's in my conversation. Not that that matters. He's, but. he's, he's <laughs> over the far side of the car park in that conversation. I'll tweet Harrington there. Say, listen, any chance? Um, but yeah, look, that's yeah. So that that's the uh, that's the Gazoo Classic this week. Um, over in the states, then we have the Wyndham. So do you want to yeah. you want to walk us through that? Yeah, so we have the Wyndham Championship in Sedgefield Country Club in Greensboro, uh, Carolina. Uh, was established in 1938, so it's been uh, on the the radar for a long time. Um, so the course itself, it's a par 70, 7,127 yards. Uh, the last couple of winners, we had Jim Herman win here last year at 21 under. Uh, JT Poston, 2019, winning at 22 under and then Brant Snedeker uh, at 21 under par uh, winning it in 2018 and I believe he shot a 59 I was just going to say wasn't that when he shot a 59 yeah yeah. <laughs> um, the, the thing that stands out is Webb Simpson is our 12 to 1 favourite um, and his course record is just stupid He's he's got he was runner up in 2018 runner up in 2019 and I can't remember where he came in 2020 but I think he was in the top 10 anyway so He's the, the wordy twelve to one favorite. Who I think he's I think he won it before that as well. Uh, no, I don't think. So. I, don't oh, I did. Yeah, twenty eleven. Yeah, so he's won around here, and he's, he's mm. his record is just unbelievable. He's, his game is perfect for the course as well. Um, my interesting staff for the week, which I'm I'm sure everybody is is uh, eager. Don't to be hear. anything to do with Detroit. I don't want to hear it. No, no, thankfully this is in North Carolina. Um, so Charlie Sifford competed in 1981 in this tournament and became the first African-American permitted to play in a PGA-sponsored event in the South. He led after the first round and tied for fourth. Wow. So a bit of a, yeah. bit of a trailblazer there in... Uh, 1981? I was going to say in the 80s. No, 61. Oh. oh yeah. 61. Sorry if I said anyone, but yeah, 1961. I was like, Brad, that's... That's a good nugget. Yeah, all that's the locals had him for first round lead, apparently, all cashed in. <laughs> great day. Um, so yeah, the the favourites then, so we have Webb, as I mentioned already, he's your your 12 to 1 favourite, followed by Hideki uh, at... Sorry, 14. 14. 14, and then you have Louis Eustace in 18s, Patrick Reed, 22s, Zalatoris, Harmon, and Jason Kokrak at 28. And then you have Sanjay at 30s and um, Henley 35, Power 40 to 1. It's good, good to see him being that, that fancied in this kind yep. of field. Yep. Um, so yeah, myself, I have two, two picks and I have one top 20 bet. And that's all I'm, I'm shooting for this week. How are you guys looking? Do you have a... Yeah, I have, I have two picks for this as well. And then I'll, obviously, and then I'll obviously have my will not win for this tournament as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a similarly enough. I've got two picks and then a, a top twenty shout. Perfect, right? Sure, I'll I'll crack into it and uh, uh, run through it very quickly. So I have, I have two two main bets, two at short-ish prices, but I think both of them are uh, good value prices as well. Um, so first one is uh, Sanjay M. Sanjay M is thirty to one. Uh, he has, to be honest, he hasn't been playing as good as he can play the last, let's say, eight weeks. Um, but he's just, 
really, really good golfer. He's uh, the, the thing, key things I've been looking at for this week. So the course that they're playing on um, has 12 power fours and eight of them are between 400 and 450 yards. So that's a pretty key metric. There are Bermuda grass greens as well. Um, so it's a pretty unique uh, type of, of grass. It's a, it's a specialist type of grass. So um, it's important to find people who are comfortable putting on Bermuda. Uh, and the other stat I've been looking at is uh, driving accuracy. Uh, distance isn't really, if you look historically at some of the winners like Snedeker, like Simpson, um, people who play well here, they don't hit the ball far. So there's no real advantage um, in hitting the ball far. So um, Sanjay, I went back and looked at all the Bermuda uh, potting stats since strokes gained started and Sanjay M is 18th uh, all-time potting strokes gained on, on this type of grass. He really accurate iron player, um, brilliant driver of the ball and uh, he's played here twice and he's got two top 10s the last two years. So guy that's in really good form, guy that's due a win. Uh, so Sanjay M is my main fancy uh, 30 to 1. Second fancy then is Russell Henley. Uh, so he's 35 to 1. Um, so similar enough, pulling up the data on the uh, strokes gained putting on Bermuda grass. Uh, Russell Henley is 14th all time, and this goes back as far as strokes gained putting was a thing. So I thought you're talking, you know, 200, 300 rounds plus. It's a really, really good putter on on this type of grass. Really strong on the par four scoring as well, which as I said is going to be a big thing this week. Um, he's actually fourth on the the par or fourth on par four scoring. Uh, and then he's 11th on par four scoring 400 to 450 yards. Uh, so he's, he's going to be right up there. The last 24 rounds that he's played, uh, the total data as well, he's, he's eighth on strokes gained approach, uh, which is, is going to be obviously helpful anywhere you go. Uh, and he was also a top 10 here last year. So I think Russell Henley, he's a really, really, really solid bet. I think 35 to 1. I was a little bit disappointed on it, but then when I looked into him a bit more, I can see why he's actually a 35 to 1 shot. And I think that's a, a fair... Um, fair price for him. I think Sanjay's way overpriced at, at 30s, but I think that's his recent form that's factoring into that. Yeah, so my last uh, bet for this week is, is a top 10 bet. Uh, it's a little, little bit of a punt, to be honest, so stakes are going to be pretty small on it. Or Sorry, it's a top 20 bet. Um, so I'm going with Camilo Vajegas to finish in the top 20, the, uh, the Colombian who's starting to come back into a little bit of form, I would say. Um, so he's 10 to 1 to finish in the top 20. And the really interesting thing with him is he's uh, going back to our previous podcast where we were discussing the whole 125 in the FedEx Cup, um, that those standings, you need to be in the top 125. He is 126 right now in the FedEx Cup um, standing. So he needs, needs a good week, needs somewhere like a top 20 to get him over the line and uh, get him into that FedEx Cup playoffs, which... I think is starting next week, if not the, the week after next. Um, mm-hmm. So time's running out. Sorry, he's 129 uh, in that list. So he, need, he needs a decent week or he's not going to make it. Uh, he is a former winner around here. So we won this going back a few years ago. Uh, his power four scoring is, is decent. And putting on Bermuda, it's where he's got most of his wins will be Bermuda grass greens. He's 47th on that list. Um, of strokes game putting on Bermuda. So again, bit of a punt, bit of a, he's won here before. He can put on these greens and he actually really needs a performance this week um, to get involved. So bit of a different punt this week, but yeah, 10, 10 to one on Camillo to be in the top 20 
uh, and just some other names who are right on the bubble to throw out there. So uh, starting at 121, we have Adam Scott, we have Ryan Armour, Patrick Rogers, Matt Kuchar, and Bo Hogue. So they're all in the playoffs as it stands. And then the five outside are Scott Piercy, Nate Lashley, Michael Thompson, Camilo Vajegas, Ricky Fowler is 130. So maybe he's one to keep an eye on this week. Jesus, yeah. uh, needs a performance. And other names, big names in the field, Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Rose, uh, Francesco Mal- Malinari, Sabatini, they're all within touching distance, but need a good week as well. So to be honest, if you back every golfer from 126 to 135, I would say that's a pretty pretty good strategy to to bear in mind. But obviously we're trying to be a bit, uh, sound a bit more professional than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's uh, it. So three picks, just to recap, Sanjay M, 30 to 1, Russell Henley, 35 to 1, and then a top 20 on Camilo Vajegas at 10 to 1. And that's it. That's that's all. I actually remember uh, when Vajegas came on, like when he first came on tour, he got famous because he did that like press-up style thing to look behind for his ball. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's right. And he was a cool, cool fucker when he came on. Yeah, Yeah, he he was. And he still is. And like... God love them. They had some really difficult times in their family and very, very sad situation yeah. um, that happened to him a couple of years ago. But I also remember vividly, Camille Vajegas was the first golfer I ever looked at, at and went, holy fuck, he's a tank. Yeah, shredded. Yeah. He was absolutely diced. He was. Yeah, I, I, he, he I remember was, saying that. Yeah, well, he's in he shape. Was the first yeah. golfer I've ever seen that came on tour and was a beast. Maybe apart from Tiger, to be fair. Yeah. Fair, yeah. But... New Tiger, anyway. Hmm. Um, I'll just give mine really quickly there, uh, Donnie, if that's right. Go um, out of mind. So I'm just going to back two lads this week from, from this. Uh, the first is Matthew Wolf. I know we had a, f- a bit of a discussion with him um, a few weeks ago. I think he's really getting there now again. Um, he's been starting to like to like play good, and I think this 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 week could be could be for, like you know a, a decent one for him to maybe place. I don't think he's fully ready to uh you know win again but i do think he's been playing better um and at 40 to 1 i think it's a decent price for him um my next one i actually to be honest i'm backing him out of just i just think he's really good value um so i'm backing Mackenzie hughes who is at 70 to 1 um i think he's been playing again he's had a good season this year he's had a good few like top 10s um, but I just think 70 to 1 is ridiculous value for for, for, for him. So that it's just caught my eyes, to be honest with you. You know, you know, I didn't do too much research. I just honestly saw him at 70s and went, Jesus, he's very over overvalued there personally. So um, Yeah, go bet. I was looking at him very, very closely. He was one of the he was on one short. of the last off the shortlist, I'd say. So yeah, no, good good shout. Yeah, it was, it was the exact same for me. I think that is way too big a price, to be honest. Um, and I would expect him to outrun that price. I, I would would have expected him to be in the 35s, 40 range, to be honest. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's very good value. Um, so I'm doing three picks this week. Um, similar to Steve, actually, I'm going to do two outrights and then a top 20. And the guy who's top 20 actually has already been named. So uh, my first pick this week is going to be my man, Willie Z. So Zalatoris, he was tied eighth last Uh week. Um, So Zalatoris is a really strange situation in that, believe it or not, he's still not a PGA Tour member. So because of great results when he got in and he got him into majors and such, 
Um, he actually hasn't been able to secure his PGA Tour card for this season, this season. So this is his last event this year. Oh. So he's not actually in the FedEx Cup rankings at all. The only thing that gets him into the FedEx playoffs is if he wins. Second, third, fourth, shit or bust. Now, I don't think that's necessarily the only reason I'm backing him. Obviously, we've now seen him in three majors, get top tens in three majors. We've seen how well he hits the ball. Weirdly, he seems like he can put from 12 feet. If you turn that 12 feet into four feet, it looks like he plays off about 25. <laughs> um, like he, had, he might have the ropiest four-foot put stroke I've ever seen. Um, could go against him this week. It's going to be a birdie fest. Hits the ball way too well. Like he'll give himself loads of chances. Um, and yeah, he's in a he's in a shitter bus situation. So I think given the course, given the caliber of player, given the um motivation he's gonna have this week, he'd love to get in to play those final few uh FedEx playoff events. The word on the street is it's word on the street, the word on golf Twitter, which knows fuck all, is that they've been putting them um they've been putting them uh, out playing all season with guys who are going to play the Ryder Cup for the reason that um, Stricker loves him, Stricker wants him as a pick. So if Salatoris could somehow win this week, he's probably getting a pick anyway, but those extra couple of weeks to play FedEx and get sharp for the Ryder Cup. Um, so I really like him. He's short, 25 to 1 for a rookie who doesn't even have his third card yet is a bit short, fair enough. But I'm still willing to take it, given that Webb is like, what's Webb, 12 to 1? Yep, yep. I would yeah. say a very fair 12 to 1. I don't think he's. <sighs> yeah, like, listen, I suppose so. Um, Every single stat go like, I really no, want no. the back web. But it's fair. I'd be, it's just, I'd be it's a hypocrite. No, it's, it's, an, it's odd favoritism because usually the favorite is, is someone who, it, usually it's recent form based as opposed to um, like the track record around the course. But anyway, yeah, Zaltoris is the first one up at 25 to 1. So my second pick this week is a guy who has um, placed for me at 100 to 1 earlier in the season. So that's Patton Kazar. He's 70 to 1 this week. Biggest reason, two big reasons for picking Patton, um, aside from the fact he's had a very good season. One is he's 16th in putting this year. Very, very good putter. Really enjoys uh, like low-scoring courses. So he was... Tied third in Charles Schwab, where the winning score was was better than 20 under. Same thing with the AT&T. Um, that was won by KH Lee, do you remember, in the Pistons around. So he's 70 to 1, uh, and he's he's 12th in birdie average on the PGA Tour this season. So that's a stat that's led by Morikawa, and it's a it's a who's who of absolute killers. That statistic, I think Cam Smith is second. And speed is up there, but yeah, I think he makes a lot of birdies, and I think seventy to one, similar to Mackenzie Hughes, is way too big a price. Um, yeah, that's that. He's uh, I looked at him, Danny, because he's fourth. The the strokes gain thing I'm looking at on Bermuda grass. He's oh, really? That. Yeah, so he loves loves the surface as well, so he'll be even better. Um, yeah. putting on that, so yeah, no, great shout. Yeah, um, no, I like it. I like seventy to one as well. So we'll have a wedge at that, and then in terms of top twenties, Steve. You're bang on. I'm looking at that those guys who are on the bubble, those guys who've got far more to play for. And like I look at someone like an Adam Scott or um even even Tommy Fleetwood. Is this the make or break of his career? Is this really important? Probably not. It is not at all. Them boys are set up for life 
Adam yeah, Scott and Walsh, major it, winner. And, and it is for a sporting context. But if you're a Tommy Fleetwood right now, your goal is probably all right. Listen, if win comes along in the PGA Tour, that's amazing. But yep. the goal now is probably get his ass ready for for whistling straights. Um, so of that list, guys who I liked, I like Bo Hogue. Um, he's right on the bubble now. He's 125th. He doesn't have a top 10 this year. I think he's got a tight 11th and a tight 15th. That's why I'm going top 20. And I believe you can get him at 8-1 to one to be top 20. And top 20 will be enough to get him in next week. Um, he was... He was a he was leading, I think, after maybe two rounds a couple of weeks ago and fell away on the weekend. Um, and then last week I think he 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 was half decent. I actually don't I don't have the hand how he finished up. Um sorry, it wasn't last week, was it? It wasn't been the, the week before. In any case, uh, he's a hundred to one. Um he's hundred to one outright if you want that. I think top twenty is far more reasonable. And at eight to one, I'm just looking for a guy who's gonna pay for the week and for next week. Um, and I think that's a decent price. So there we three. Um, we got Zal Torres to keep his dream debut season going by winning this at 25 to 1. We've got Patton Kazire, who's a bit of a birdie machine, 70 to 1. And we've got Bo Ho to finish top 20 at 8 to 1. It's uh again, I think there's a trend here where I'm I'm just picking on your guys, Donny, but my my not to win this week is Will Zalatoris out of all the all the favorites up there like that i hadn't picked i would have said it before you said i'm not not to try and bust your shops but uh as you said yourself 25 to 1 for a maiden who can't can't pot i'll gladly uh gladly take him as my not to win again if he gets a hot potter like mark howard did at, at the open then i'm gonna look very stupid because he could win this by he has the ability like the iron game the t to green game to win this but there's just nothing showing me that he's gonna turn up and get a, a hot potter so some really really good sound bites for for a little audio bed next week if uh if if it gets hot. But again, looking at the, the four favorites, Webb, Hideki, Louis, Patrick Reed, I think all of them are much more likely winners than than Will Zalatoris. Even Harman Kokrak in Henley Power even I put ahead of him. So yeah, I just have concerns at him at that, that price. Okay, yeah, listen, no judgment. Um, but I wish you the best of luck, Donny. You've got some valid concerns with our Willie Z. But, uh, for, I wish you each way luck, do you know what I mean? I hope he gets a nice T4 for you and you get you get your each way. Well, uh, I, I feel really good for that. So I, I'm probably going to price boost from Paddy Perry and I'll get 28. Perfect. So that'll perfect. be a, a yeah. 7 1 win. That was um, Taurus, backdoor fourth. Everyone's happy. Right. Listen, I'll, I'll give you my what not to win then because I just know. Sorry, 11 to 1 for Webb Simpson. Fuck off. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about the form. I don't care that he's won it. I don't care about his seconds. Tremendous value, that is. Eleven like, to one, and, and he's not—he's not even in near form. Actually, I'm just yeah, he had a good, finish. Had a good finish last week, Donnie, and he's back. He's Did back he? to where he, yeah, he had a good final round. I think he was six under in his final round. Mm. Um, I think he might have been—he was definitely top twenty, but I don't know. Um, tied fifteenth, yeah. Tied fifteenth yeah. after a nice final round, so he's coming back. Like, listen, it's not the strongest field in the, of the season. We know that, but I'm just not having it that that his profile with his with his results this season, and he's eleven to one major winner. Get the hell out of here! Yeah, what's he done lately? Mate? Major winner, one around here, unbelievable course. He hasn't been outside the top. All right, the top so, three last three years. So his best results. So his best results this season. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's look course record. Yeah. Listen. There's validity in that. Tied for I think validity is a bit of an understatement now, Donny. To be fair, but 
well, yeah, but best results this season. Sony Open, Hawaii, tied fourth ages ago. Yep. Uh, Workday to when Morikawa won at concession ages ago, tied sixth. US Open 2020 ages ago, tied eighth. So he's been shite for a while. Yeah, but he had some injury problems and now he's back and he's going back to where he loves being. Look, we'll, we'll chat about it next week, Donnie, when hopefully <laughs> Webb dominates the field. Win oh, by 12, I, uh, set the new course record. To be fair, I actually have to say, I, I do think, I do think even with his course form and how well he's played around this course, this year he's been fucking shite. So I think 12 is extremely short as well. But look, I'm backing the favourite in, uh, in, in uh, Europe. So... I, I'm sent out of it, but more really quickly, my will not win um, is Patrick Reed. Um, Solid, he's never winning. Don't think he's. I don't think he's been on at all this year. So I would have backed him if he was a bigger price because he's he has a game, definitely has a game around to, I, I, to win I around here. I picked him not to win the Olympics um, on account of the jet lag, but I would have picked him anyway because he's not playing well. Yeah, I agree mm. with that. But he can turn Captain America can turn it on anytime. Do you know what I mean? That's true. That's true. That's I hate your two not to win picks. And I hope he's not turning it on a month from now when we're at the Ryder Cup. I know. So. Why well, he will, but we'll have enough. Seamus yeah. Power will sort them out in the same way. Seamus Power is giving us a jackass chat in the crowd. I was honestly, I was really close when I saw he was in the field. I was like, I'm definitely going to back Seamus Power, but he's forty to one, so it's like I can't really get involved. He's in fairly short, isn't he? Yeah. If, he, if if they gave me sixty six to one, I I put a nice wager on him. But yeah, I'll leave him off at forties. I gladly see him win at forties and me not be on him. So. But I mean, like, and then he secures a Ryder Cup spot. He, like, if he wins this week, he's in the Ryder Cup. Would Would you say yes or no? No. Yes. No, he's not in the Ryder Cup, regardless. If he wins this week, enough. of course he's in the Ryder Cup. Not for long enough. He's if not. He's a two-time winner on the PGA Tour. Of course he is. No, he's not in. He's not in, uh, regardless. No matter what happens, if he no, wins, that's he nonsense. Wins, no. I, re- okay, I, I reckon he's in the conversation. Has to be. No, like, in, if he wins another, if he wins any of the remaining PGA Tour events, he's in the Ryder Cup team. That, that's that's a fact. I don't know. Paddy Harrington is a captain, an Irish man. He's gonna pick. Like, I wonder if you can get odds on that. Actually. Have a look. That'll be all in our that'll be in a Ryder Cup preview pod. He'd be like two hundred and fifty to one or something to make it. If he goes, even winning this won't get it done for him. He needs to win. No, it will. No, it will. If you if you're a two time winner, who else is a two time winner on the PGA Tour that's European? Ram maybe with an asterisk. No, he's not actually. But an asterisk, yeah. Weisberger's won once, right? On the European Tour. Oh, sorry, yeah, the PGA. Yeah. Why am I so pessimistic on this show? Well, uh, I, d- I just don't think you like water for Donny. I don't know why I'm pessimistic. I should be biased towards picking Seamus Power. So here's his last six results. Gone. Going to mid-May, right? Tied ninth, tied 19th, tied 19th, tied 8th, tied 8th first. Wow. Is that is that what I, I call that consistent, Donny? Would you not know. call that? Yeah. Would you call that high class? Uh, yeah. High class performance yeah. worthy. So all really top, so all top twenties. And these oh. are all on American soil, where the, the yeah. Ryder Cup is going to take place. The only so thing is, the only thing is, right? The tournaments that where he had those results: AT and T, Shitefield, won by KH Lee, tied ninth. Palmetto, Shitefield, won by Gary Kegel, tied ninth. Right Who won the Travelers? Bubba was going to, and then he blew up. I can't remember, but it wasn't a good field. Rocket Mortgage was embarrassing. John Deere was just before. We didn't Detroit, though, Donnie. 
Barbasol was basically a corn fairy tour. I don't want to shit. I'm just saying, like, I'm not enjoying this. Um, well, nobody's played well in substandard fields. If you go, yeah, you can only you can only beat what's in front of you. Yeah, well, look, we 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 we'll see how he does this week. It is a better field this week, so we shall see. You know what? He's going to be my funky bet this week. Seamus Power wins. Win only forty one. Yeah, just because I did that last time and he won, so let's let's keep it going. Yeah, fair. I'm not doing funky bet, but I just I, I think he's he's got too much to do to be a Ryder Cup player, regardless. No, two wins and you're on the team. Really. Fact. Well, I mean, if he wins one of the playoff events, maybe he qualifies. Maybe it's enough points to get him in. Who yeah, knows? maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, look, lads. Uh, another great conversation. Hopefully, now next week we'll have a few uh, takeaways from it. Uh, we will with, with Webb and and Seamus and stuff. But uh, yeah, sure. Look, we'll uh, leave it there. Um, All right. Once again, just for anyone listening, um, wants to shout out the old socials. So, um, Finders Fairway, Finders Fairway on Twitter, where we're really active, and then Fairway Finders on Instagram. Instagram. We're slightly less active. We're not really active this week. No, but uh, we love it on we love it over on Twitter, and we have a good crack over Twitter. So join the conversation. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Go on, so let's talk to you soon. All right, boys, pleasure. Peace. Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Home! Oh, He's space. done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open Champion.